Guess who's back? Back again. (laughs) Hey guys, it has been a while and I thank you for your patience with me as life has been a little bit up and down, but I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds or in your stereo or wherever you listen to this podcast, be hanging out. And this week's episode is super special. I have my friend Jamie at underscore seriously on Instagram on the podcast chatting all about her career and you guys she is so amazing she's been a hairstylist for 13 years she's been self-employed for six I think I got that right um and I just want to tell you all about her but like why should I be telling you about her I'll let her tell you about herself so thanks for being here guys I'm so excited to be dishing out some new fresh episodes of the anxious creative for you You're listening to the Anxious Creative Podcast, episode 42. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, today on the podcast, I have my friend Jamie. Welcome. Hello, Don. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. It's nice to see your face. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish everyone, I feel like I should start recording these podcasts so that everyone can, well, maybe we don't want our faces to be recorded right now. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so Jamie, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So um, I have uh, been independent stylist actually for six months or six months, six years. <laughs> and um I've been in uh, the salon industry for about 13 years, and I actually, um, I'm a Canadian girl. I live two hours south of Dawn, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. And we met in real life like a month ago. Uh, Yes, taking your hair painting class, and it was brilliant. Which was so awesome, and you're also part of my Rock Your Business crew, and you've also rocked your consultation, which I love. Yeah, Um, so great. So you've been, have you lived in Lethbridge your whole life? No, I'm a BC girl living in an Alberta world. (laughs) (laughs) And how's that? Um, Like, wherever our journey is, like, we love it here. But our Mm. family's in BC, so that's the hardest. So it's just Mm. me, my husband, and my son. So it's sometimes a little bit of a struggle, like, always using our vacation times to go see family. But it's BC is where our heart lies. I miss mountains and trees all the time. But amazing. Well, when I first reached out to you about having you on the podcast, we were joking and chatting about how nervous and nerve wracking it is to get recorded. So I threw out the idea that that we should do a shot of tequila. So (laughs) instead of doing it before we started recording, I thought it'd be great that everyone can join us. So if you're at home listening and want to do a shot of tequila with us, by all means, pause right now and go grab some tequila. (laughs) But uh, cheers. Let's do this. Cheers, Don. Let's do this. Bottoms up. I like that little. Oof. Ooh, I haven't done a shot of tequila in a very long time. All right. Now let's get this party started. Let's do it. <laughs> this is going to be good. And we are recording this in the morning. So for all you listening, we're, start- somewhere. <laughs> we're, we're starting our Monday morning off right. Okay. So tell me a little bit. So you've been a hairstylist for 13 years. You've worked from home for the past six, or you've worked as an independent stylist for six years. So you went yeah. straight from a salon to... Yeah, um, just kind of fell into it. Nice. What was the what was the push or the final thing that 
that made, was there a final thing that made you decide to want to go out on your own? Or what was it that, you know what, this shot of tequila already? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I need to do this every time I record a podcast. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, I like feel all warm inside and cozy. I sure am too. Um, but tell me a bit, of, a little bit about your journey of deciding to leave a salon um, and to become independent. And then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so my push, it was actually one of the hardest things. I actually quit on the spot my last job. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that was very interesting. And that just kind of, um, how do I want to go about still being in the industry? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause sometimes working in the salon, you know, there's so many different personalities. It's mm-hmm. hard. Right. But I wanted to do my self growth. So I had the opportunity I actually opened up. I work from my basement and my, um, uh, business name is called Seriously, which I love. (laughs) And it's just been, I don't know, it was like two weeks after I quit. I never expected that. That was one of those, like the hardest times, Mm -hmm. right? Did you quit with any next like option? Like, did you know what you're going to do next? Or you just were like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yes. I didn't wake up thinking I was going to quit my job that day. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it was such a, interesting experience, um, with that, just my values and my boundaries didn't mesh uh-huh. up, um, there, which is weird. Like I loved working in the salon. Like mm-hmm. I, and I do miss having that connection with people and feeding off and being empowered by other stylists. Yeah. Right. So there is that factor I miss about being in a salon, but with this growth of me being independent, mm-hmm. like I got so much knowledge and it was a, it was a fear because you know what, um, when working in the salon, I did have that judgment of people who worked from home. Yeah, right? me too. I totally yeah. used to have that until I worked from home. Yes. And then, you know what, then like I showcase and I say that I work from home. I don't shy from that. Um, all the fears and the comparison of those people, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't do that. So I strive to still be professional in a home setting. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, is setting boundaries. Like at the very beginning, it was, it was super huge. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's just that it's actually been a really cool journey. I get the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. and I understand it doesn't work for everyone, Mm -hmm. but for my hair journey, it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm excited to see what other avenues like this industry for myself is going to open up because it's endless. Yeah. And I think like I had this whole stigma in my head of what an at-home hairstylist was. And like in my head, it was like someone who was kind of like kind of over it, but doing it just to get by and like not really furthering themselves or learning Mm -hmm. new things. And so when I, even before, like when I were first went on my own, I didn't work from home, but I was like, even had that fear of working alone. I was like, I'm not going to have these other people to inspire me and encourage me like in or in and around me in the salon. And then especially when I moved cities and moved to my basement, I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to become like a deadbeat hairdresser that like loses touch with reality? But I think the coolest thing, and I feel like you'll probably agree with this, but tell me if you do or don't. Yeah. But the best thing about going on my own was that it, that I made sure to take extra education that I wanted to get to as many classes as possible where when I was in a salon, I actually didn't do that as much because I had the people around me. Yeah. So it actually grew me more as a stylist. Yes. And that's what I love about it because like I thought that hairstyles that work from home aren't educated. They stop with their educating. So Mm -hmm. I pushed forward to educating, um, part of my journey working from my head, um, home, I actually got headhunted and worked for matrix. So I was a matrix educator for a bit. So that was pretty cool. And just having that, like that stigma of being at home, but 
anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And right. It's just, a, you know, put yourself out there and everything and work for your goals. Like it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah, it's awesome. I love it. So when you, so six years ago, you quit your job and then walk me through that phase of like, holy shit. Like <sighs> I just quit my job. Like, were oh. you done that same day? Yes. Yes. Um, it was, oh man, it was such a hard, a hard experience, but yeah, I quit on that spot, but I made sure when I left that, uh, that place, I packed up my stuff and I went to the boss. Like I never made like no ruckus. And I mm-hmm. actually went to my boss and I'm like, I really appreciate the last five years you've given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still left with my head held high, but I knew for myself, like, like I can push through, yeah. right. Any, you know, shame experience that you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had an, obviously an option to go to another salon. Um, but since we have no family here for like, it was a consensus for with my husband that let's work from home. And actually he didn't want me to go back to work after maternity leave. Oh. He wanted me to stay home, but for myself, cause like being behind the chair is my independence. Right. Yeah. And I love it. And the creativity that it comes with it and meeting people. Um, I really like, it, it, so that was something that, that was, it was really fast, but I wanted for sure to make my business crow is to be legit. So I mm-hmm. got a business license at the very beginning. I got an accountant right at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I just wanted, I don't know. I believe if I do something like shady, that karma is going to come, come back to me. <laughs> right. 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 So then I just pushed forward and just you know, try to do it as, as professionally as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that time was, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And did you, so you're saying like setting boundaries up that boundaries is a huge thing I talk about mm-hmm. and advocate for because it's so, it's so easily, we so easily get taken advantage of because we care about our clients. So walk me through, was there a struggle with boundaries in the beginning? Did you have to like did you not have boundaries to then learn like, oh, I need to figure this out or? No, absolutely. Well, um, at the beginning, like I try to take on as many people as I can, like mm-hmm. having a home business, like I'm only allowed to have one guest at a time and only six people a day. Um, so setting my boundary is just, uh, telling people that I'm only taking during these times that worked for me, mm-hmm. right. Is not working my Saturdays and not working Sundays mm-hmm. or, or Sundays and Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the boundaries too, like there's just some people that they actually wanted to like, the weirdest one was, uh, she wanted to see what my linen closet looked like upstairs. And I keep a boundary that this is my space down in my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just where you go. You don't go anywhere else in the house. Yeah. So that was a huge boundary for me as well. Um, but yeah, do you have like direct very- access from outside into your basement or do they have to walk through your house a little bit? Um, just open up the door and straight down the stairs. So awesome. yeah, so it is really good. And I like boundaries for my own self. Like obviously I wanted to have my house, you know, look presentable to come in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, like, I don't know. It was, I actually, sorry, just to interrupt real quick. I actually stopped going to a service provider because um, she moved, she was working from home and it was always great. But then, and I always like directly went into the room, but then she moved and it was more open concept. And every time I went over for my service, it was a mess and a disaster. And I never thought that bothered me because I'm not a clean person by nature, but going to get 
and a service done and seeing that their house is like a complete mess just turned me off completely. Absolutely. And then through like this journey that I wanted to support other home businesses as well. So mm-hmm. I went to other home businesses and seen their services. And those are things that like I too didn't, didn't like, because yeah. like I try to keep my stuff super organized and super tidy. So Amazing. then, you know, it just shows them that I care. Yeah. Which is so right? awesome. That, and yeah, yeah, you don't realize like sometimes I was even talking about in the salon, how there's so much salt from the roads right now, everything melting and stuff. So much of it getting tracked into the salon. And I'm like, oh, I need to like, remember to see my space with fresh eyes because you kind of get used to some of the mess and stuff that you have, but new people coming in all the time, like forgetting, like they see all the little like salt in the corners. And <sighs> you have dirt. the cutest space by the way too. Oh, thank you. I love it. <laughs> it's so adorable. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, so it's, yeah. So did you have people trying to push the boundaries with like scheduling times and your schedule? Like, Oh, but can't you just do it on Sunday? Like you're at home already. Yes. And I, uh, my second year, my, my new year's resolution was my boundaries and being able Mm -hmm. to say no without Mm -hmm. giving such a, um, excuse on it. Right. Um, and being okay with that, my own self, because like listening to your podcast, like I'm, whenever you're saying like, it's okay to say no, I'm just like, yes, John. Yeah. I'm like, preach. I'm Come like, on. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. It's true. But, Cause yeah. so many times I, well, I used to feel so bad to say no and scared that I'd lose their business and then nothing would replace their business. But realizing by saying no and letting someone who doesn't respect my boundaries go, it makes room for someone who will respect them. Absolutely. Yeah. So walk me through. So you've been part of my rock your business crew. Um, the very first launch since I like part of my like initial crew, tell me, um, how that's worked for you, for your business, being a independent stylist, also being someone who works from home. Um, walk me through how rock your business has helped you. It has helped me so much to simplify things because I too am a person who overanalyzes things, but also too, when I overanalyze is because I'm searching for more insight. Mm -hmm. And once I finally get a grasp on something, then I can simplify it after because I like to keep things seriously simple. And (laughs) I love how you use the name of your business and everything. It's so good. So good. I love it. Um, But yeah, so it, cause I'm, I like to say that I'm organized, but I'm an organized chaos, mm-hmm. right? So having all these uh, modules in these awesome like printouts, like all they're all out They're in my business binder. So then I have it there and have a, a structure for myself. Like I think about these, I have the structure, but actually having it down on paper and mm-hmm. seeing it has been, I don't know, it's, it's freeing actually. Yeah. Like lets you get it out of your head. Hey, yes. It is so great. It just saves up that time in my my mind. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> so I when I try to remember nothing. everything, I stress myself out. Yes. There's so like this industry is very complicated, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Totally. It's not, com- it, not necessarily complicated, but also too, it's very complex. Mm-hmm. There's so much into it, right? So, and I just for myself want to make sure that I'm providing um, a business that you know, I stand behind, mm-hmm. right. And have other people that inspired me to help like further my growth, mm-hmm. which you helped me with that. So thank you for oh, taking your time to do this. Like, thanks. like you're just amazing. So that's why I invested into you because I, you know, resemble with a lot of, uh, your feels and yeah. your structure on business. So it's great. Well, and that's the thing. Like I created this because I wanted to help people have what I wish I would have had. 
right? Because wow. that struggle of going out on your own and being a, whether it's before, like I have a lot of people in the course as well that are just commission-based stylists, but just learning how to run your own kind of mini business within someone else's business. But even all the things that I wish I would have been able to purchase this course before I went out on my own so I could have all this stuff. And so that's why I was like, okay, I've been in the industry for 18 years, nine years self-employed, how can I help other people? And that's the heart behind it. Absolutely. Like, I wish I had this structure just in hair school, Mm -hmm. right? So that's something too that you could help promote for hair schools, right? Because when we become a hairdresser, we are already independent stylist. doesn't matter if you're out in a salon being commissioned, you're independent, you're growing your own business and how you want to conduct. Right. So I I think you've probably heard my analogy about how like sometimes hairstylists complain that their salon's not getting them busy enough, but I'm like, what car salesman is saying my dealership didn't bring in any buyers. Like (laughs) as a stylist, you are kind of, you are um, your own little boss in, in the fact that like the more busy you get, the more money you'll make. Yeah. Right. Now I love your analogy. (laughs) I'm like such an analogy freak. It's only where my mind works. And sometimes I love in my classes. I think it was the class that you were at in the salon that the one girl just like kept laughing. She's like, Oh my God, your analogies. And I'm like, sometimes you need to use your imagination a little bit with them, but they work. (laughs) Yes, they do. It's that time where I interrupt this program again to let you know that this episode of the anxious creative podcast is brought to you by my rock your business program. A hairstylist's stress-free guide to earning six figures. That's right. You guys can check it out at www.donbradley.com backslash R-Y-B. That's Rock Your Business, a hairstylist's stress-free guide to earning six figures. Let me be your guide. Let me un- oh, not overcomplicate. Let me take away the overcomplication and let me just help you step-by-step step put into action what you've been wanting your whole life. All right. Back to me and Jamie. Okay. So I'm super curious and I haven't asked you this before, but you are also taking a business course through a college as well. At the university here in Lethbridge too. So I just actually finished last week. Oh, so So, both courses are finishing around the same time. Yeah. So um, tell me about the core differences between, between the business course you're taking through the university and Rock Your Business. Absolutely. Like I got so much insight on both, but the difference from it is with you, it was for like-minded people, right? Right. So then I can, you know, resemble a little bit more, but at the Chinook Entrepreneur Challenge, um, it was great for like here in Lethbridge, right? My resources and like, which is so cool. is like, there's so many actually um, free resources out there to help guide you. So it was helping to build actually your, your business plan. Cool. Right? For, it was super cool. So I've always done like little ones, but it's more in depth. Um, and trying to get more um, like validation through your customers. So there were some social media aspects into it, how to pitch, how to present yourself mm-hmm. um, and and some finance stuff too. Because mm-hmm. that was one um, part about being in the Rock Your Business that I was looking forward to was the finance part. Yeah. Because it is something that we do shy, uh, shy from a lot. Like yeah. we like from our own selves or even talking to our guests, right? So at the very beginning of starting independent, I loved actually giving my beauty budget beforehand. Yeah. Right. Which is super good. But 
because it's uncomfortable. Talking about money is super uncomfortable. We rather talk about sex to guess than talk about (laughs) finances. So funny. (laughs) And I recently just talked about how, like, I avoided talking to my guests about money um, because it was uncomfortable. And then the discomfort just grew throughout the appointment because the closer it got to them paying, the more uncomfortable I got. And I was like, you know what? If I just would have gotten that out of the way in the beginning, Mm -hmm. way better. Which leads into you also have my Rock Your Consultation mini course. Now tell me, cause you, I love this. You, um, lots of people know that I charge for my consultations. I don't say that everyone should charge, but I was at a point in my business where, um, my time was important and I needed to charge for it, but you actually implemented everything in rock your consultation as well as charging for a consultation. So I'm so curious to hear how that's been going for you. Um, what you've taken from the mini course and, and how it's helped your business. Absolutely. Like I love communication with my guests and growing as an independent, like actually giving that insight to my guest it is super freeing, right? It's mm-hmm. being very transparent and the expectations were met. So with that, because sometimes consultations just take a long time, mm-hmm. right? So I value my time and my hair knowledge throughout it. So I wanted to implement uh, that um, now. I started last September um, charging for my consultations um, and I've just amazing feedback, like yeah. it, it's super great. They're like, wow, we're taking so much more time. And uh, what I love about giving so much insight to my guests is when they understand, it's really cool to collaborate with your guests. Mm-hmm. It is super cool. So, um, and with that, like I have guests that they, they told me, they're like, you know what? I actually had to Google what a, a consultation was. Oh, wow. They didn't even know. They had no idea. So I'm just like, well, that's cool. Cause like, I'm here to, you know, give you insight about your actual hair. Mm -hmm. Right. And go further in depth with everything. Like I mix my color in front of my guests and I give them so much more. Like it's such a cool hair journey that I love to take my guests on. Right. It's Mm -hmm. so much more than just a a five minute chit chat and a Pinterest photo. And then having like social media, uh, messages, right? Like, Mm -hmm. can my hair do this? Right. Like I don't like doing consultations via, um, messenger, social media because it's, I I don't know. I like to see their hair and actually see the communication, um, eye to eye if they're actually understanding. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like it's eliminated a lot of the redos or like, like fixes due to not actually anything being wrong, but just miscommunication? Yes. It's at, from being independent and being actually in having time to give to people. Cause when I worked in the salon, I didn't have time mm-hmm. to do consultations because my next guest was, was coming. So when I was able to do that, I found value in it that I'm not doing as many redos at all. Right. So it's just super cool. Yeah. Which ultimately saves you time and earns you more money. You have more pro I'm a big thing in my rocker business, as you know, is like profitability in your hours. So how can you make your hours work for you? And so many times stylists don't want to do a longer consultation because it's going to take longer, but it actually saves you so much time in the long run. It builds better rapport and people become raving fans. It's so true. And then also too, by like implementing uh, a charge to my consultation is I'm target marketing the guests that I actually want in my house. Mm -hmm. And also too, that I do work from home, right? I want to bypass those people thinking, oh, you work from home. You're just going to be cheap and inexpensive and you're just going to give me deals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So last year, like I am an empathist. If somebody comes in and they're having a hard day, yeah, I, I 
did discount my services, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I want to do a giving, but I learned last September that it was just like, no, that I can't do that. I want my business to be sustainable. Yeah. I want to further. Oh no, you cut out. It's been super great. Did I? Yeah. You, it cut out right when you said you want to further, I think further your business further my business. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the thing sometimes people and like clients might get confused about is that they think, um, an at-home stylist or an independent stylist just in general is, um, hungry for business needs it and are going to do whatever they want. And that the client feels like the, the stylist should be privileged that they're choosing them. Does that make sense? Like, uh, yes, absolutely. Makes so sense. <laughs> educating the client being like, this is how I do business, standing firm in how you do business, knowing that it means you're going to lose people and people, not as many people are going to maybe flood in, but the right people are going to flood in. And that's what I love about Rock Your Consultation is it gets people doing their research on you before they even come. Yes. And that's really helped building a website as well, right? So mm-hmm. then I, I too have like scripts. I know that you have scripts, you know, to send to guests and stuff. So I have scripts made up to be like, oh, head to my my webpage, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how I conduct it. So then they can do a little bit more research um, before they come in, if that's what they want to invest in on, on our hair journey together. Yeah. So it's great. That was the biggest thing because I worked in Saskatchewan for 10 years. And even though I went out on my own while I was there, a lot of my clients followed me from the salon. So when I moved to Calgary four and a half years ago, realizing I got so busy so quick, but not everyone was coming back. And so trying to figure out, and that's when I figured out the whole consultation thing is like, I was good at what I did, but I wasn't communicating properly or effectively. And the percentage of return clients was was not as high as I would like. I wanted more retention because that's what makes you money in the long run rather than constantly trying to market yourself and get new people. So by implementing my custom consultations, it like was a game changer because it made sure that the people who aligned with what I did and how I did hair were the ones coming yes. in. And so they were more likely to be long-term clients. And I always tell people, I'm not the quick Band-Aid fix. I'm like your long-term client, your long-term <laughs> stylist. Absolutely. And it's great because like I do have a great high um, retention actually with my guests because of that. So, which is super awesome. Like I still have guests that when I worked in my salon, I have actually a guest that lives up in Edmonton that comes down as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So what would you say was your number one takeaway from rock your consultation? Uh, Definitely to simplify things. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, My one thing too is outsourcing as well. is, um, which is super great. Like starting the business, like I did all my bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. which, which I, you know, I enjoyed because I have more further of an understanding of where my money and my, the whole expenses, everything goes, Mm -hmm. but now was outsourcing on having, um, a salon booking system, which is super great. I implemented that last September. Um, and now that I've integrated, uh, my QuickBooks actually into my Vigaro. So then that eliminates, gives me so much more time, right? Mm-hmm. Like time freedom is so relieving. So yes. I can definitely focus on so much more things that I want to do in my job. So even if it's be behind the chair, like I really actually like the social media, like marketing. Yeah. And you do it. such a good job of it. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> I, I just want to do what I do. I don't, yeah. I don't know. So it's, 
it's pretty fun. It's creative, right? Yeah. Especially the, the website. Like I remember talking to you, you're working on your website. I'm like, oh, we could just get lost in it. Like it's just. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> um, it's like fun and creative and you can like pick away at it forever and then be like, oh, I want to change this. Oh no, I'm going to change this. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. It evolves, right? That's what I like about the industry. It's like forever evolving, mm-hmm. right? Because before starting the industry, like we were just behind the chair and the marketing ourselves. Now we're in this industry where it's just like, now you have to market your, yourself on social media right and it's a whole nother level and that's a lot of more time yeah too right as well as our clients are on social media so they're seeing professional terms and they might come in and use professional terms to us but it's our job in that consultation to make sure that do they actually know what they're meaning we can't assume that they know our lingo yeah and so did the consultation form help you with that absolutely with like, I, I like analogies too. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like porosity, right? Like I like to say how the hair strand, the cuticles are like fish scales or like shingles it. on a house, right? Yeah. Like I love to give more in depth and also show visuals mm-hmm. to them. Um, like a lot of times, like I don't really necessarily show like swatch books, mm-hmm. uh, but like have my swatch finder, right. And showing actually what an underlying pigment of your specific, uh, hair level actually is. Right. And yes. it just mind blows them. They're like, Oh, right. Like I, like when they're wanting to lift from a level five up, it's like, I don't want to be brassy. Well, I'm like, fortunately you are going to go through these stages. And when I'm able to showcase that to them, then it's a ha- aha moment for them. So then our journey is a little bit more, you know, it's fulfilling, right? The expectations yeah. are being met. It's really about setting clear expectations and educating our clients on them because we can't assume that they know them. Assumption. Assumption kills a soul. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the one thing I say in Rock Your Business is like, pretend like you're talking to a seven-year-old, not to be yeah. demeaning or patronizing, but really simplify your terms because we get so used to, we've been in the industry for years our vocabulary, our professional vocabulary becomes second nature. And I always make the analogy of like, when I go talk to my accountant and he like jabbers off all these terms and I'm like, whoa, hold up. Like, I know this makes sense to you, but I am not an accountant. So you need to talk to me. So I understand. understand it. And I do have those guests that it just goes right over their head. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I just learn patience. I have so much patience. So then they can have a little bit more of an understanding. Yeah. Right. So, and building that trust with them. I have some really key points and like, wait, like don't stand behind someone and talk to them through the mirror because they will agree to anything you say because they feel insecure. Like think of like, they say when you're scared, you always like make sure that your back is against a wall or something like that. Cause that's where you feel most secure. Yeah. And so if standing behind someone and talk to them is a very intimidating, intimidating thing. Yes, so absolutely. like always speaking on their level, eye level, not down while they're I in like the chair. Eye contact. Yeah. Eye, when contact. I see eye contact is so important. Right? And not because... Eye contact through a mirror. <laughs> no, like yeah. I like real life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that is, is very, and being honest and transparent with them as well. Like that, the like with your um, Rockier consultation, um, having the risks, right? And actually mm-hmm. sitting down, like I tell them the risks, right? Like with all the implements, the variables, right? Like I do tell them, like I can know everything about hair. Right. But this but, can still happen. But this still, and also too, like their hair journey, like a lot of things now that I'm actually, since we're in Canada, like weed is actually legalized and mm-hmm. actually that stays in your hair for 90 days. So I'm oh, always wow. curious of like what that chemical, like what I'm using interact with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm very curious on 
I'm, I'm putting chemicals on your hair. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've had it's, clients it's say like, should I go somewhere else then? And I'm like, no, no, no. These risks exist mm-hmm. anywhere you go. And unfortunately, oh, yeah. I wish it was an industry standard and a thing we were required to say is like risks and warnings and like sign off on this waiver. And that's why oh, I've included absolutely. that in my Rock Your Consultation so that people don't have to try and figure out how to word all that stuff. It's right there for them for the copy and paste. It is. It's super great. <laughs> and I actually use the example of your model from the class when telling people how you had, I hope this is okay to share. Oh, that's fine. Do it. Um, your model, it had been what, nine months since you highlighted her hair and you'd put pink on her nine months ago. Yeah. And like yeah, it, semi-permanent. Semi-permanent. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't even, there was no hint of pink when she came in. It was like roots and blonde ends. And as you hair painted her, she got this pink band that came out like fluorescent yeah, pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam, yeah. And you handled it so well. And I feel like we all like banded together to like, it's kind of figure own out a plan. It, right? Yeah. It is, is own it too. And that's, it that's wasn't the your, thing that happened. Yeah. Well, there was no way to know that that, that was going to happen. What is so like humbling? Like it was great to be in a space that you provided that was safe. Right. Oh, like, cause sometimes you. like we were, we can very compare other people, but mm-hmm. like when I own it, just like, well, that happens. That's cool. Like this yeah. is a place of learning. Right. And totally. things happen. So I was able, you know, to correct it and fix it. It was great. Plus you had like five other people standing there that could be like, what if we did tried this? What if we tried this? Cause when right. you're by yourself and that happens, it's like, Oh shit. What do I do? Right. What do I do? <laughs> right. It's like those butt- butthole puckering moments. Right. Like it's just <laughs> oh my like, gosh, I love that. <laughs> right. But it's, it's when you own it, it's so refreshing. And a lot of times too, like if I see something like an imperfection, I, I need to, I need to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, yeah, like I don't see it. Right. But mm-hmm. I sleep better with it. Um, and then I find that helps with a better rapport with my guests is when I'm being honest and saying it and not sheltering and hide it. Cause when I worked in a salon before, like I, I said, like, Oh, I, if there's a bleed mark, let me go fix this. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually what I was told was stop doing that. Oh, right. Wow. Is to fake, fake it till you make it. And I'm just like, well, I think honesty is the best policy. And, integrity. and then I was actually told that, well, then you're not going to make it in the industry. Oh no. Right. But I'm just like, well, but I, I like honesty from yeah. it. Right. Like it's perfectionism. We always want to do something super, super great and our best ability. But when I worked with matrix and then seeing behind the scenes, how higher educators were, things happened, things mm-hmm. messed up happened, but you know what, seeing how they can handle it and still have their back straighten up and be like, Oh yeah, it did it. Cool. But, but it can be revamped. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that course corrective that is, is super, like super cool. But yeah, um, like shit happens to everyone. Anyone who everybody. says it doesn't happen. <laughs> and that's why like in my consultations, I like to tell my clients, I can know everything. I can have the perfect equation, especially when it comes to chemical services, mm-hmm. but I won't know until your hair tells me what it's going to do and setting them that up with them beforehand helps me. So when a pink band shows up out of nowhere or when their hair turns green or whatever, I can let them know. They don't automatically assume that I didn't do my job properly. They know that there's unexplainable things that happen, but I'm going to do my best to make them leave with good hair. Yeah. And it's the lightener life, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like it's, we, we don't, we can't expect what, like, we know it's going to lift higher, but we don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, like the pink band happened. And after I left with my guests and we just laughed about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, it and was, it, like it was barely, barely like us, our hairdresser eyes out in natural light. We're like, oh, we can see it a tiny bit, but it, you did a 
excellent job of toning it out and then toning everything all over. It, it's just fun. But you know what? It's the win and learn situation. Mm-hmm. So if, if I lose, I could go home and go cry about it and dwell in the situation. Or I, I, I chose, I'm like, okay, learn from it. Like yeah. really understanding like, okay, nine months ago, that semi-permanent was on her natural base. It stains. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if like it's going, it's not going to wash out. So then for myself, I'm like, okay, then I will have to do Malibu treatments to make sure everything is out. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just, you know, sets that on my own like boundaries and values of how I want to do it. Totally. Hair. And well, I always tell people like the reason why I am where I am in my, in my career and in the industry is from all the failures I've had. And for all the times that yeah. unexpected things have had, and for all the times I didn't bank on something going wrong that I only thought best case scenario and then things went sideways and I always learned and that's that whole winning and learning like you're never losing if unless you give up but if you just keep taking what you've what's happened and learn from it from next time and grow from it then you're always going to be winning right isn't and that's why I have a, a tattoo and it says embrace and sometimes you have to embrace your failures and embrace yourself and embrace other people as mm-hmm. well so it's in my empower work right like it's it. ever evolve it's ever evolving like yeah. it's it's super cool industry to be in so I'm sticking to it 13 years strong yes <laughs> I love it and I love that the industry and the online world has connected us Yes, it is. It is super cool. Um, and I love your positivity throughout your, um, your social media posts. Like it's super oh, great. You. Right? you know, and it's been a well. long journey of to be real. It was really hard in the beginning. And then I was like, you know what, the more I embrace just who I am and, and the shit that's happened to me, the more I'm like, oh, everyone else deals with this. And it's like, it makes you feel good to know that you're not, it's so easy to feel like you're the only one in a social media, perfectly curated world to be like, oh, how come this isn't happening to anyone else? Right. That internal pressure that we hold on mm-hmm. um, is debilitating, but being able to be vulnerable is super great. I'm listening to uh, Brian Brown, the oh, Daring yeah. Greatly. Brené it's Brown. super yeah. great. Yeah. So it's good. Super great. It's refreshing. I like yeah. it. It's nice to know that we're all human, right? <laughs> and that's been my goal with all of my online education is to make it relatable and actionable steps that you can actually put into your business. Because sometimes business education or education can just be like, you know, you're like, well, how am I going to apply this to what I do? And that's <laughs> yes. why I've tried to make it. And I hope I, I, I should have asked this before we go live on the podcast, but my goal has been to make it actionable steps to grow your business so you can grow your bottom line, also grow your skills, but also feel better as a person giving um, business with integrity. And would you say that's how it's come across? I hope. Absolutely. Okay. I, I was like, oh my hands. gosh, this is going I out on a limb. Another, I should take another <laughs> shot for it because cheers. Yeah. Okay, it, good. It was absolutely um, everything that like I wanted out of it. Okay. So it was super good. Like it was super thorough. Does that go for, cause you, you have taken all my education up to date. So you have rock your consultation. You've taken I'm like my fan girl. <laughs> yeah. You've taken my live hair painting class. You've taken my online hair painting class as well as rock your business. And like, I am so thankful for your support and that you have loved it all. Yeah. It's super great. Like it was, I don't know. It's that leveling up. So thank you for helping me to level up. Like, yeah we're all searching for that growth, right? So this year was totally all about business, all about business. And it, it's super cool. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm very intrigued about the business side of it. And also too, like if I decide to go outside, I love that module of, of, uh, hiring slow fire fast. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known that in the beginning. 
right? And that's, I think I have a fear of like, because of my experience of being in a salon, my last salon or whatever, to him, I have that fear of like, ooh, like, do I want to have staff, right? And have employees, right? Mm-hmm. Because all the people that I talked to at the Chinook Entrepreneur Challenge, right? That was the hardest uh, part about having a business yeah. was having employees and staff. So it's just like, it's, it's interesting, but how you laid that out, what it's like, it's cool to implement these policies and stuff. So then to be transparent with your staff, it's yeah. super cool. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, that just like warms my heart and, and affirms what I'm doing. Oh, you're giving me the guns right now. I wish everyone could see that. Um, <laughs> Cause honestly going out and starting education is all like, it's been such a fun ride for me. And I'm so glad to hear um, how it's helped your business and help you grow um, and that you're glad you've taken it all. So that, oh, yes. that it's makes me so, want to do like a little happy dance and do another shot. <laughs> okay. I'm not opposed. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, I, thank your you. it was story great. is so inspiring and I know it's going to inspire the listeners to um, take action in their business and not be scared to do things because sometimes I think us overanalyzers that get overwhelmed are scared to even jump into new things or like take action and take the course or, you know, purchase the whatever, because it's like, is this just going to make me more overwhelmed and it's easier to ignore things. But it sounds like you just dove in, you met it head on and it's actually made your life simpler. It, yeah, it's great. So I'm, I don't know. It's just hair journeys. Love (laughs) it. That's, I love it as well. Um, So tell everyone before we, before we wrap up, tell everyone where they can find you online. Oh, absolutely. So it's www.cheersley.ca. How do you spell that? Just in case. Oh yeah. It's S H E A R I O U S L Y. And um, my Instagram handle is at underscore Shearsley underscore as well. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Jamie, for coming on. Oh, thank you for everything. This is super great. Thanks for the shot. Yeah, I think we should have another one after we finish. Done deal. (laughs) All right. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, so isn't Jamie so freaking amazing? I love her so much and I am so thankful that our paths have crossed, that she's trusted me with her business to help her and to help grow it and that she has had such amazing growth. You guys, I am just blown away by her. So thank you, Jamie, again for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. You are inspirational and motivational to me and to all of us listening. So I am so thankful. And you guys, thank you for tuning in to The Anxious Creative. I love hearing from you and I love hearing what you love. So if you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair or at The Anxious Creative Podcast, but I would also love if you left me a review and shared this with your friends so that we can help more people out with their businesses and their anxiety. 